thing to do. Guys, uh, finishing up an amazing three-part series on high habits for successful people. And this first part about uh, going through and breaking bad leadership habits is such an amazing place to start. Looks like we lost Chad. Let me bring him back in. There he is. Awesome. Dun, dun, dun. We lost you, buddy. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> uh, go ahead and jump in and uh, give your thoughts on the things to do to break bad habits. Yeah. So first, uh, you know, like Craig was saying, you got to know what your bad habits are. You kind of have to do a checkup from the neck up and just take inventory of where you are and what habits are serving you in your life and then what habits are not. And you can always look at the results. You know, whether it's your bank account, you go, man, I must have some bad habits because look at my bank account or your health or, you know, whatever, your family life. And, and so any area. So he just says uh, one thing he says, you cannot change what you tolerate. So that's that's important to know. Um, and he gave some examples of, you know, are you wasting time? Are you procrastinating? Are you overcommitting? Are you uh, resisting confrontation or avoiding confrontation? That was a big one for me. And uh, one thing I learned on that is that godly confrontation is honor. And I want to be an honorable person. So, so whenever you start to uh, identify these habits or these things that you're not doing, it's important, really, I believe, to just understand like why you should do them, not just for your own benefit, but why ultimately. Most of the time, the habits that you choose, like maybe let's just say being healthy, uh, it's going to reflect because if, if you're focusing on being healthy, then everyone around you and your family is going to be healthy. Whereas if you're letting it go, then you're establishing those bad habits within your household for your children and for your friends and for other people too. So it's, it's not just about us. It's about all the people that our bad habits affect or are even more importantly, our good habits will affect. Um, good habits are hard to start because payoff is in the future. Isn't that true? We all like the microwave because it's fast. And I know Joel and I, one of our favorite verses is Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. Most people are out on that one, right? <laughs> but, but painful. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, later on, however, see, the, the payoff is, is in the future. So later on, what it gives you is a harvest of peace and righteousness, for those who have been trained by it. So it's just proof right there. It's evidence that the discipline is so important. And the way I look at it now is I either pay the price now or I pay the price later with an interest rate that nobody wants to pay. So you have a choice, but there's clearly a good choice, a better choice. <laughs> That's to be disciplined now instead of pay the price plus tax, plus interest. And I'm talking city tax, neighborhood tax, state tax, federal tax, international tax. I mean, there's a lot of tax on that. So anyway, don't do that part. Do the, do the habits now. Do the discipline now. Eliminate the triggers, place, time, mood, moment, people. Wow. Did you hear this? Some of the facts he was sharing about people. You know, we've, I've heard for years that, uh, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. But when you start looking uh, like Proverbs 13, 20, that's a great verse. Walk with the wise and become wise. I was telling my son the other day, I'm like, you can't go into a smoky bar and not walk out smoky. Like it's going to get on you. You don't want it on you maybe, but it's going to get on you regardless. The same way, if you're hanging out with a bunch of toxic people, 
you're going to become toxic. And it's not that you want to become toxic. It's just part of being a product of your environment, just like walking into a smoky bar. And you can go into those environments, maybe small periods of time. So you have to understand that with people because some relationships need to be initiated. Some need to be cultivated, but there's also some that need to be terminated. And you have to have the wisdom to understand the difference between the three and not to be mean. You don't terminate uh, relationships because you're mean. You would just terminate them because it's necessary. And when I say terminate, I'm not like, you know, you have a, don't, don't call up your mother-in-law tonight. Please guys don't call them up and be like, you're terminated. <laughs> but maybe you're spending hours or days with them and it needs to be minutes and maybe you need to be prayed up or maybe you just need to be, you know, very focused on having some boundaries and things like that. Some of those relationships, they're just, they are what they are, right? <laughs> okay. Fortunately, I have a great mother-in-law, so don't be messaging Jerry saying, well, he was on there talking about family. Don't do it. All right. Um, the closer you are to someone, the more you imitate their habits. So the closer. So who are your best friends and what are their habits and are yours the same? Maybe you should get together and you can have new best habits together with your bestie. I don't know. Uh, he said one third, if someone in your circle is losing weight, then one third uh, of, of your chances are like 33% that you're going to be starting to lose weight too. Cause your friends are going to be talking about it. They're going to be excited about it. And guess what? You're going to be like, wow, Susie just lost 10 pounds. She's looking great because she's drinking this coffee. I think I'm going to do it too. The same way, the, uh, the opposite, uh, if you're imitating someone's habits who maybe are obese, then you have like a 57% more likely of being obese. I'm like, I love numbers. So when they start throwing out numbers, it just feeds my brain. I love it. Um, it's almost a giver. It's almost impossible to be a giver when you hang around with a bunch of takers. Just, just makes more sense there. So you got to remove the trigger and interrupt the action. Uh, the who and the what. I'm going to talk about the who and the what here real quick. I'm going to pass it over to Joel because the, I think a lot of times the what, we make it our who. Okay, what you do isn't who you are, right? Who do you want to become? Your what, your what is usually something you did it's not who you are. Like I was talking to my son, he's 17, so we have these really great conversations and he had done something that was disappointing. So I was like, son, what that, what you did right there was disappointing. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm such a disappointment. I'm like, no, 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 stop. You're not disappointed. Let me tell you who you are. You're amazing. You're a great son. I'm proud of you. You're better than I even believed you, you could have turned out. So that's who you are. What you did was disappointing. So some of you on here need to realize that what you've done isn't who you are, right? It's important to know that. I used to maybe be this person, but what's cool about being a human being is you can change even who you are, even if it's who you are, even if you are a disappointment because you've done so many disappointing things, you could change that right now. But you can't defeat what you don't define. You aren't what you have done. You are what you are currently doing. Like Jim Rohn says, you, you're not a tree. You can change your address anytime. <laughs> and if you'll change, everything can change for you. And I believe that's true. I've seen it happen in so many people's lives. So you don't have to be a procrastinator. You can be someone who's extremely disciplined, even though you've never been that person up to this point in your life. So just make up your mind and do it. So that's all I got, Joel. Thanks, man. That that was awesome. Uh, I, I guess I, I should probably just close it out right here because that was that was so good. I, I see you kind of looking over in the corner. Did you hear her name? So she was like, "What's what's Chad talking about in there?" 
<laughs> try to keep you out of trouble. Uh, so good. The, the thing that uh, I love that he said is hope doesn't change your leadership. Habits are what change your leadership. That's why we're talking about leadership habits. He said the potential of your leadership is always a reflection of the quality the quality of the habits that you have. He said, the good news is, is that if you have good habits, you'll grow in your leadership. But he also said that if you have bad habits, it can deteriorate and destroy those good leadership qualities that you have. So based on who you want to become, what is one habit that you need to change starting today? And what is one new habit you need to start? You know, when, when you look at who you are as a leader, what are the things that you're doing that are compounding, that are creating good results? And then what are some of the things that you're doing that maybe aren't creating results? He said, nobody sets out to be in the wrong place. You know, when, when you are going out and you have a goal, you have an idea of where you want to go. But sometimes the bad habits that you have don't allow you to get there. They actually take you in a completely different direction. It's like, uh, you want to get somewhere in New York, but the habits that you have are based on a map of Chicago. You're not going to get to the destination, no matter how hard you try. So what you have to do is you have to make sure that your habits align with the destination that you want to go. He said, you know, one of the things that you have to do to get rid of habits, bad habits is name them because you cannot defeat what you cannot define. Some of the things that talked about were like uh, procrastinating, uh, interrupting people when they're talking, avoiding difficult conversations, uh, eating too much, exercising too little, wasting time on social media and video games. You know, one of those things that it, Chad said it too, is you, you can't change what you're willing to tolerate. So if you're letting those things take up time in your life, those are the things that are going to eventually take over your life. The more you rise in leadership, the harder it will be for you to define and fight the weaknesses in your habits. So you're going to get so big and so high up that some of the things that are, are disabling your leadership are things that you don't know. So that's why it's very important to have people around you to help support you and build you up. You know, one of, one of the things uh, that's very, very important, one of the steps that we took uh, was stopping and same thing with Craig stopping over committing yourselves. You know, when you have a very large organization, you want to do everything and help every single person. But at some point, there is a way that you can no longer do that. So you have to get smarter at things. So you have to do things like group Zooms, you know, group meetings where you can get everybody together because it's almost impossible for you to personally mentor everybody that you have in your organization. He said, one of the things that Overcommitting does is it, it keeps you busy. It keeps you doing the non-important things when you should be focusing on the important things. And the reason why we do that is because we as humans believe that busyness makes us feel important. But busyness is the worst way to measure importance. The results that you get are what should be the determiner of importance. So if you need to take a look at the actions that you're doing, if they're not producing the results, then you need to stop doing those things and start looking at the things that create results. He said, our importance isn't a reflection of what we do, but who we empower. Who are the people around you that you can empower to come alongside you to take some of the things that you're doing and multiply it?
Good habits are hard to start because the path is, you know, kind of way out there in the future. That's why so few people start good habits because bad habits tend to have an immediate payoff. You know, that that's the price that you're going to have to pay is it's got an immediate payoff, but the bad negative results come along and multiply down the road. And they normally come much later when it's too hard to correct them. He said, bad habits will eventually cost you. If you consistently live out bad habits, you're going to take your life and your leadership where you didn't want it to go. So how do you do this? Well, the two things he talks about is removing triggers and interrupting actions. He said, basically what you want to do is you want to go out there and choose wisdom over willpower. Your willpower is basically telling you what you want to do right now. Your wisdom says, maybe these are some of the things that I can change. And your wisdom is setting things out in front of you going, I need to change this and be aware of it. So some of the things that he says are triggers is, you know, places, times, moods, moments, and people. So when it's a place, like Chad said, if you're walking into a bar and you don't want to get smoky and you walk into the bar, you're going to get smoky. So obviously you're not going to go in the bar. He said, time, if, if it's one of those things where you know a specific time of the day that you overreact because you're tired, then make sure that you're not around people at that moment in time so that you don't have the ability to hurt relationships by overreacting. Same thing with your mood. If you know you have a short temper and certain things and times and moments cause you to be in a bad mood, Look for different ways to be away from those things so that the mood doesn't change. A moment, you know, he goes, maybe each time you take a trip, there might become more demand on you for, for before you go. So you get overstressed, you get overworked, and then you can't even relax when you're on that time. So watch for those moments and remove yourself from them. And then one of the most important ones that we know and Chad touched on is people. Who are the people that you meet when you're walking down the street that are not good for you? You know, talking about circles, your circle is ultimately who you become like. So if the habits that they have attach to you because you're around all the time, maybe you should take a look at the habits of the five people that you hang out with the most and see if those are the habits that you want to align with. If not, you can either have one of two conversations. Hey, I can't hang out with you anymore because X, Y, Z, or, Hey, I want to continue to hang out with you. How about we work on creating these types of habits because you're my best friend and we want to become these type of people said the most important thing to do is make sure that you avoid living a wrong. I'm sorry. I got to get this right to live a right life with the wrong friends because you may be going this way and they may be going that way and there's always going to be tension. So at some point, you're going to have to remove that tension from your life and that's okay. You still love them. You just can't be around them. Uh, the second thing that he talks about is, you know, interrupt the action. So we know that there's a, a, a habit loop. So if we're doing things habitually, something has to break. Otherwise, we're just going to keep on that hamster wheel circle of a habit. So you have to do something to interrupt that. You know, one of the most important ones that uh, I think a lot of us do, and, and it was for me until uh, I read some, uh, God, what was it? 
I'll have to think about it. It was one of those books that uh, when you realize that you're hitting the snooze button, what it's doing to your sleep. And, and so basically, oh, it's the five second rule. So basically, most people hit their alarm and they, they let the snooze go and then they hit the snooze again and then they let it go and then they hit the snooze. And by the time you know it, you've slept in for another 35, 40 minutes, which really, really destroys your sleep and your energy for the day. So what Mel Robbins said is you, you do the five, four, three, two, one, then you get up right after the arm gets up. You don't hit the snooze. You just hit the floor and get running because it gets you going. So if you're hitting your snooze often, maybe you need to pick your phone up and put it on the other side of the room so that when it goes off, you actually physically have to get up and go over and get it. And this one was great. I, I think everyone can agree that, hey, if, uh, you have an Amazon account, you're on it way more than you should be kind of like walking into target. Uh, if those are two of your things, uh, you can have a person that doesn't allow you to go into target. And this one just kind of made me laugh. You can give your friend a password protection for your Amazon account. So you can't purchase anything without asking them. Now I know these are extremes, but guys, sometimes extreme things need extreme measures. I said, why resist a temptation tomorrow when you have the power to eliminate, to eliminate it today? So the thing that you have to do is, do you like the directions that your habits are taking you? Sit down and take a look at the habits that you have. Are they drawing you closer to your goals? Because over time, those things will cause the trajectory of your life to go in the direction of those habits. So look at your habits, see if they are lining up with where you want to go. And then we'll end with this because this was, this was really something amazing. You know, first we are repeatedly what we do, or we are what we do repeatedly. That's what happens. That's who we become. Our habits become who we are. He said, so what's very important is go out and create I am statements for where you want to go. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. And then for the things that you want to get rid of and eliminate, start and use the used to for what you want to change. So I used to do this. I used, so you're putting it in the past. You're putting what that thing is behind you so that you can move forward into your I am. Guys, thanks for jumping on today. Can't wait to see you here again next week. Go out and make it an awesome week. I hope it is as amazing as you are.